You're a holiday powerhouse. You host the dinners, shovel neighbors' sidewalks, and make everything from scratch. You definitely don't need help making the holidays happen. But Dunkin's Holiday Blend Coffee? A warming medium roast complete with sweet notes of dried fruit and molasses. Or a cranberry orange muffin made with real cranberries just might convince you a little help never hurt. Especially the hot caffeinated kind. America runs on Duncan. Present participation may vary. Limited time offer. Terms apply. Get ready, Ohio. FanDuel, America's number one sportsbook, is coming to the Buckeye State. And to kick things off, you can get started with $100 in free bets as an early sign-up bonus. Plus, when you sign up today with promo code OHIOSB, you'll be all set for when FanDuel goes live in Ohio. Then you can bet on all your favorite teams and all your favorite sports with $100 in free bets. Just download FanDuel's top-rated sportsbook app. It's safe, secure, and super easy to use. Ohio, this is your chance to get in on the action. Join today with promo code OHIOSB. Make every moment more with FanDuel, official sportsbook partner of the NFL. 21 plus and present in Ohio. Bonus issued in non-withdrawable free bets that expire seven days after FanDuel accepts its first real money sports wager in Ohio on one Unique user identity verification required. Offer ends on the go-live date. Restrictions apply. See terms at sportsbook.fanduel.com. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. First time in a long time, but back like I never left. Taking these days as it comes, you know me, I don't read ahead. Watch me burn down everything, BBE on the TV set. When I'm in control on the road, you can never really know what's up next. Hello. Hello, hello, hello. Braden Harrington here with Davey Portman for Up Next, postwrestling.com, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, wherever you get your podcasts, and of course... YouTube.com forward slash up next every Wednesday night. We go live at 10.30 Eastern time to talk about NXT. NXT. You know, why do we talk about NXT? Uh, Because that's the show we got given. Because we're your NXT friends. Oh, friends. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Uh, We did a watch along and post show live on our YouTube as well last Sunday for the epic TakeOver 30. One and we'll talk about all the fallout, all the injuries from that show uh, tonight. Definitely, it's the it's the like hang hangover. It's the hangover show, and you know what? It definitely was. Oh boy, um, <laughs> I feel hungover after watching it. Yeah this this wasn't a good episode of NXT at all, and um, I'd have definitely watched AEW tonight if I, I had the choice to flick over. I'd have definitely done yeah. that tonight. This was not good. Uh, obviously, we are recording this right after live um, after NXT just aired, and Wednesday also had AEW Dynamite, which we will be talking about on Up Next, as we always do every Thursday. Patreon.com/slash/upnext. But tonight was also uh, Kamala Harris, Mike Pence, and the Fly on his head uh, in the debate, and obviously the whole world is is watching uh, this. We actually have it on mute right now in 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 our room. Sorry, our studio. Um, and it's it's interesting. He looks like he. I don't believe I don't believe in any of these theories about lizard people. 
but, oh, but Pence is definitely he, one of them. He fits that. Like yeah. out of anyone I know, he also he like, oh he totally be a lizard yeah, person. He is. I yeah. think he is. Yeah. Uh, it's very very scary. Um, so welcome to up next. Uh, we will get into NXT. We again did our Takeover Thirty One show wherever you find your podcast, and that was an awesome show. But today is is definitely the Hangover. See in NXT. They always do the takeover, and then they do back in the day when it was taped. They do like this weird cut Recap, and paste back, yeah. backstage interviews. You yeah. have maybe one or two pre-taped matches. Um, they often weren't good. So tonight, uh, it kind of felt like that. So uh, how you doing? I'm okay. We got oh, wine on our Wednesday. We've got wine. We've got some rosé today. Wow. Um, yeah, uh, I'm good. It's been a tough week. Um, Work sucks right now. Yeah. Um, doesn't help when you work in the service industry and the doctors are saying, hey, don't go to restaurants. Um, yeah. yeah. So very, very slow week at work, um, which is, yeah, worrying because that's how I make money. Um, so that's got to me a bit. I've been quite stressed. feel like I'm falling behind on everything. G1's just mounting up. <laughs> The stress and is building up. I can't is. catch up on it the is. G1. It, that's the thing. When they, it happens every day, you're like, fuck. I'm like two episodes behind now. I'm not doing well in the G1 in the picks. contest. Okay, that makes sense. That's um, why you're stressed. I can give you spoilers without giving you spoilers. I'm behind as well on the G1. We'll probably be watching some later tonight after recording the show, after AEW as well. But spoilers without even watching the past few days, Ishii's the MVP of oh, the G1. Oh, he's been fantastic. I, I feel mean, like a broken record every week. Yeah, I've been doing my ratings for every match this time, and he's head and shoulders above the rest. All of his matches to me so far have been at least four star. Um, so yeah, if you need a guide of what to catch up on, just watch Tomohiro Ishii's matches. <laughs> Big match, Tom. Uh, yeah, so the G1's going on. We'll probably be watching some and talking about that on Up Nextra as well. Uh, and it's, it's been good. Some of the matches that they've been putting on are fantastic. And, uh, as, as it goes on, and we'll be doing a best match ever G1 2020 on, uh, the Patreon at the, the end of the, the whole tournament. Of the yeah. yeah, the, at the climax of the G1 climax. Um, but it, it, it feels weird. We had like a takeover on a Sunday, which was weird. Kind of messed up my whole week. <laughs> I feel like we had our when- normal Wednesdays, but it was a, thir- a Sunday. So then, yeah, it right? just yeah, wasn't a Saturday either. Done this a lot, yeah. It wasn't a Saturday either. Like that's when takeovers usually are. But yeah, they've been Sunday for a while now. It's it's um, weird. Yeah, it's if they're not piggybacking off of a pay per view, pay per view, they're doing the Sundays. Yeah, which whatever. But um, it's it's. It feels crazy with like elections and the president getting COVID. I feel like wrestling's kind of put on the back burner for a lot of people right now. I feel like we're not, we're not alone. Like, I feel like everyone's like, ah, I'm probably not going to watch this because I'm more interested in, I don't know, the news or I feel like the news is just get the ratings for anything new. You talk about ratings for wrestling. I bet the ratings for like news or these uh, debates are through the roof. Uh, oh yeah. Which comparing to like, I don't know, NXT or Dynamite, I feel like Dynamite's got the edge tonight with the Jericho thing, mm. but, um, and it's, and it's just crazy. Yeah. As I said, I probably wouldn't have been watching NXT tonight if I wasn't doing this show. Yeah. Um, and yeah, like it's, it's, it's nice to have the escape from the news because the news is kind of just constantly moving right now like and the- it's hard to escape it. And, must admit that's that's another thing that's just adding to like just yeah it's it's been a shitty week it's been a shitty year yeah no one no one thought the year would go i mean this the biggest swerve of the year is the the 
what if Trump recovers from COVID? We've all watched wrestling. He could come back at the baby face return early on in the Rumble to win the whole damn thing. You know what I mean? Main event WrestleMania one last time. Yeah, he's just uh, done it. He's done it too soon. Yeah. He, he's made the recovery too soon. Yeah. Which makes me question things. What about... <laughs> <laughs> yeah, true. Fake is, news. Is, is he pulling an Eddie? <laughs> what? He doesn't lie, cheat, or steal. Oh, or pay his taxes. What about uh, this? You're talking about things making you like de- not not so much depressed, but like the story of this these these ancient Egyptian mummy tombs that haven't been opened. Like they just found them. They've been buried for like 2,500 years of something, and they thought, huh, 2020 would be a good time to just see what's in. Why them. not? Why <laughs> not? Let's just do it. What else can we do? Like, like what? Like we've we've had the UFOs. Technically, the government admitted in 2020 that UFOs are a thing, and we're not sure what some of these unidentified things are. Then we have like COVID. Then we have murder hornets. We have Trump COVID. That's a whole separate thing there. But now a tomb of mummies, and like I just we're we're it's it's spooky season. So like we've been watching movies. We're doing Evil Dead review on the Patreon this week. I'm all in. I've been marathoning scary movies since October first. I've been watching like three scary movies a day. It's insane. But this feels like there's going to be so many movies written about 2020 in like the future if this if the world even continues on. But imagine, like, the South Park COVID special was too on the nose that I felt uncomfortable watching. Oh, that's South Park. You, <laughs> that's the thing, you don't watch South Park. It's, that is literally there. Yeah, but, but because of, like, the circumstances of what is actually going on in the world, it was just like... Yeah, Ooh. that's their MO. That's what they've always done. I definitely um, feel I, like it's crazy. Like, I thought that South Park pandemic special was yeah. awesome. Obviously, we couldn't watch it live last week because we were doing this. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, we've both seen it since then. It's so good. The amount of points they hit within like the just Very scary. just the first five minutes. It's it's excellent. Yeah, it's excellent commentary. It's so funny. Um, I was a big fan of it. Because like, what are some of the TV shows that are returning for the fall? Are like using the pandemic in the story, like making it follow along for real in 2020 time. And it's just very interesting. Like, damn, what's, what are movies going to be about like this year in, in general? It, it would definitely be a horror movie and it ends with an Egyptian tomb opening. And then we got to call Brendan Fraser to come save the fucking world. It's, I don't think Brendan Fraser is saving the world. No, no, he would. He would. If he made another mummy, he would save the world. But uh, that's for a different day. But it just. But this film wouldn't come out till like 2034. Anyway. No movies are coming everything's, out. <laughs> like, at least this year, there were some things that were made. Whereas everything now are just taking 2021 off. They're like, eh, we want to make I money. Mean, I guess we can catch up on all the other stuff. All the other missed. movies that yeah. have come out. Like, James Bond's pushed back to like. The year 6,000. Yeah. Uh, Batman's been pushed back. All these things have been pushed back. So it's, yeah, what are we going to be watching? I feel like music will be good, really good next year. Because all your artists are stuck at home. You're going to have yeah. fire albums next year. But when it comes to like movies, yeah, I don't, you're going to be waiting. You're going to be waiting for a while. So we watch wrestling every week. Yeah. And there's, I mean, who knows? Maybe you'll watch Shawshank Redemption. One day, maybe I'll watch Shawshank Redemption. Yeah. I spent my week watching Prom Night with Jamie Lee Curtis, which was a big mistake. But. You watch all these films, yet you don't have 15 minutes to listen to Shot in the Dark. Shot in the Dark. That dropped today. <laughs> uh, John Ceno Evil uh, on our Patreon, patreon.com forward slash up next. It's absolutely free. You don't need to subscribe. Uh, but do what Braden doesn't do and listen to the show. Yes. No. Yeah. Uh, Shot in the Dark, where he covers 
AEW Dark, but also 205 with the biggest superstar in WWE NXT, NXT history, Ashanti. Ashanti. Um, <laughs> yeah, no sign of him today on NXT. Uh, also looking at NXT UK, the tournament going on there. Uh, New Japan Strong. Uh, good show. Great show. Listen he to watches all the stuff. We've got a little Nigel McGuinness cameo on it now. Wow. In the intro, which is pretty cool. Ooh, excellent. But yeah, check out John Ceno. He also hosts the Zombie Pod, which he hosts all like horror-related stuff. So he's probably having a field day with all the spooky season stuff and Halloween leading up to it. Um, so go check out that. That, that 205 show, Shot in the Dark, it's free on the Patreon. You don't even have to sign up. You just go and you can click the link and it's a little shot in the dark. So it's great. But if you go to our Patreon, patreon.com slash up next, I mentioned up next every Thursday comparing AEW and NXT and, and all that. But we also do so many shows. We kind of predicted NXT would bring back Halloween Havoc. So like about a month ago when we were putting this month's schedule, we decided to pick a Halloween Havoc to review and we put it to a vote on the up next Facebook group page go follow and join in on the conversation it's always going the chat's always fire uh but you guys picked halloween havoc 1993 because i guess you listened to our sturgis rally show what was it hog wild hog wild and you thought these guys need to talk more about ice train oh my god yeah wow i can't wait to talk more He's our, about i think our new He's replaced JC and Chris. He's like our new, just, what a guy. But from like the we, 90s. Yeah, any of these throwback shows, I just, I, the the only rule, Ice Train's got to be on it. Why Why are we, We I feel like we're in such a weird WCW-like bender. We did Sturgis Rally when the Sturgis Rally was happening. We fit that, we were like, we were pre-predicting a lot of things. We then did a Clash of the Champions with Sting and Ric Flair review featuring Mega superstar Jason Hervey. Oh yeah, yeah. Uh, we have, he, too bad he doesn't show up in Halloween Havoc '93, does he? Not hope, yet. I hope so. I haven't finished it. Yeah, yet. Yeah, me neither. Uh, so now we're going to Halloween Havoc '1993. So we'll be chatting about that on the Patreon. Uh, Headlined by Cactus Jack versus Vader in a well, spin the wheel, make the deal. Horror. What match. will the match be? Sounds spooky. And Ric Flair versus Rick Rude. Yeah, and Ice Train. And Ice Train. Yeah. Uh, and then this week as well, we are. Picking a scary movie because it's scary times. So we put that to a vote as well. You guys basically booked this whole week up for us, essentially. And we, we, we asked our, our listeners to, to put to a vote. What horror movie should we pick? There was a whole crazy stacked list and it ended up being The Evil Dead. Yes. The OG. The 1981 Sam Raimi, The Evil Dead. Yeah. Um, first time I saw this. Um, we record the show today. I think you'll enjoy it. Yeah, definitely a fun and scary show. Lots of demons and zombies and all that stuff. But the October schedule on the Patreon is stacked. We have more uh, spooky stuff, including us top five spooky moments and all that stuff. It's on the schedule. And of course, $5 a month, North American tier gets you all that shows, all those shows we just mentioned, and all the shows in the back catalog, everything, the up and extra, all that stuff. Patreon.com slash up next, five bucks a month. Support the BDE. But we have a show tonight to talk about, and it kind of starts off with a bang. And I'm talking about NXT from Wednesday, October 7, 2020. And they basically told us that, hey, these are the two things advertised for NXT tonight. Uh, one, 
We're going to start. Sorry, there's three things, really. Ember Moon's going to come out. She yep. has something to say. Uh, two, Finn Balor has a broken fucking jaw. And he's coming out. He's going to, he's going to explain things, which he never nope. came out. But anyways. Uh, and then f- finally, they announced that there is a match between Kushida and Champa. And that would be starting things off here tonight because these two would get in some, some sort of altercation in the, the PC, the gym or something, which leads to this heated opening matchup between Champa and Kushida starting things off here on NXT tonight. And this is a hot match. Kushida, um, Slaps Champa. This is the new Kushida, by the way. This is Jeans Kushida. Oh, the Jeans work great for yeah. him. Yeah. This is, is this Back to the Future 2 Kushida? Like he's, he's is, got the jeans in, oh no, he's got the, yeah, he's got the crazy trainers, right? Yeah, yeah, right. So Kushida here is, is slapping Champa. He's pissed off. They do a crazy, like, technical wrestling holds and back and forth, uh, which then, Kushida gets out of with his hip toss into the dropkick. But the exchange here between these two was really awesome in the er- early moments. Uh, there's then the running shoulder breaker we saw him do to Dream. There's then this this uh, spot where he goes for his upside-down handspring into the ropes. But Champa scouts it and dropkicks him upside-down right into the mush. Looked great. Uh, Champa hits a neck breaker, then another neck breaker, wearing him down. But Kushi, he comes back, hits the handspring kick, and we go to commercial. When we come back, Cushy's now beating on him with the an enzigiri and then stomping on the hand of Champa. Uh, hits a flatliner, then a German, and then a buzzsaw kick, and then the armbar. But Champa lifts him up and hits a like sit out power bomb for a two count. Champa now on the attack hits a fisherman buster. Um, he keeps going for the fairy tale ending, but Kushida keeps getting out of it. Slaps him. Just like starts to to kick him in the head, hits the baseball punch. Then Kushida just gets into second gear, like does this double arm surfboard and just starts to stomp the hell, just stomp in a mud hole while having the like the surfboard. It's like the Brian Danielson stomps, but, but to inverted. the back of the head. Shoulder blades. Or you're like, yeah, yanking on the arms as well. Just crazy. And then if that wasn't enough, he just locks in the hoverboard lock, the submission hold here. Champa has nowhere to go. He's screaming. But then I could I could just hear anyone who decided to watch this show tonight. You could hear them groaning. As the Velveteen Dream jumps off the top rope with a double axe handle to Champa, acts like he like made an accident. Therefore, Champa is the one who gets DQ'd and wins the match. Kushida is pissed off, attacks Dream after he was attacked, hits a tope to Dream to the outside, and then learns that Champa won by DQ and was just kind of like, whatever. And, uh, yeah. Great match. Let, wow. Let's start there. This yeah. match was fantastic. I loved the opening where it was just so quick. Kushida showing off his speed. Uh, he does like the cartwheel and spinning around Champa's body and like taps him on the head, like Crazy. Piss, pissing him off. I love this new Kushida. Works so well. The viciousness throughout it. When you consider Champa is like... He's vicious as well, right? And Kushida was just taking it to him. I thought we were just going to see Kushida like break Champa's arm and right. He's just breaking everyone's arms. It was just, I really loved this. And the one thing I liked about the dream interference is it seems like we'll get a rematch of Kushida versus Champa, which I'm all for. Which I'm all for, but I'm not for dream being involved. 
I thought you kind of ended that story perfectly at TakeOver. He's even in a cast here. He's in he a showed cast. up in a cast tonight. Yeah. I don't know if this was just putting the final nail in the coffin with him just getting bitched out because yeah, he just gets taken out and thrown into the crowd. Didn't like the end. Glad we'll get a rematch, though. I thought this match was really good. And honestly, this is all I'd recommend on the show tonight. You can stop the show here because this was such a hot match. Uh, I agree. This may be one of my favorite TV matches of the year. Uh, it, was, actually. it was excellent. Yeah, I uh, really loved it. It honestly came out of nowhere. I was not I was like, oh, Kushida Champa, that's going to be great. And then they said it's opening the show. I was like, oh, that'll be really good. And it it left me wanting more, but this was uh, a great opener. The only thing I didn't like, which kind of drops it down, is is the, the finish here. Because it's just like, yeah. oh, I, I like wrestling. And I got to see some really good wrestling from both of these guys. And I definitely want to see them tied up again. But yeah, I got so hyped after this match. I was like, oh yeah, this episode's killer. Coming off that hot pay-per-view. We're going to this great match. And then it just just goes off a cliff. Oh wait, I guess you could say there's... An eclipse. Yeah, yeah, you could say that. <laughs> um, are we going there now? We are, because oh, that's wait. the next I segment. Wait. Here's the real main event, folks. Ember Moon Fuck. is in the <laughs> ring. <laughs> Ember Moon is in the ring. There's the green lights and kind of weird things. She's got her Mad Max outfit on. She's in the ring. Uh, she's so <laughs> let's just start with the outfit. Okay, so this is Ember Moon's big return. Yeah. She's starting off in the ring. We're not seeing the entrance. Okay, we're getting that later. But this is the big return of Ember Moon. Yeah. She stood in the middle of the ring, half in her, like, new gear, and then just jeans. This was... This is... She's picking up where she left off. the criticism <laughs> we had, like, three years ago, where, cool, you, you're dressing like a vampire... Or a werewolf or whatever you Cosplayer, are. Cosplayer. But then, like, furry. you'll be backstage just talking like a normal person wearing your jeans. So, visually, right away, no entrance, middle of the ring, you're in your jeans. I'm not supposed to care about this person. This person does not seem like a big deal for me. Well, let her change your mind. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Chamber Moon's, uh, uh, the crowd in Full Sail are, are cheering. Or, sorry, not Full Sail, because this is the first NXT at the CWC. The CWC? Yeah. Ember Moon is here and the the people in the crowd here are che- cheering for her she says thanks guys it's been a while and i know i'm shocked that they let me talk on the mic i've been in isolation for 14 months and a lot of things have changed well i'm healed up and i decided to get on my bike and i drove for miles and miles and miles and mi- i drove all night she says miles a lot. She says, and now I'm following Ember's law. I do what I want. I do whatever I want to do because I'm Ember Moon, damn it. And Mama wants some gold, baby. Oh, boy. Uh, okay. So she's talking like a, a normal person here. So, so she's not her, a Mad Max werewolf. That this is the thing. She's a cosplayer to me. Yeah, that's her gimmick. She's imagine, imagine the Undertaker dressed how he does, but then just spoke like me. Can you imagine that? No, the Undertaker had a British accent. That'd be pretty fucking yeah, funny. Yeah, if he was just like, <laughs> "All right, well, I'm back from injury. All right, rest in peace." It's <laughs> like, but then what made this even more awkward was 
she's then like going like, yeah, I know, to like the kind of fake crowd. It's not even a real okay, crowd. We've got some real people there, but it's all like friends, family and PC talent. And she's, they're doing like the welcome back chance and she's like, thank you, thank you thank guys. You, you're too kind. It just seems so weird. It seems so fake. And she didn't sound good. And then, well, what happens next? Well, <laughs> okay, so, fuck, I'm not over that yet. I want to, okay. <laughs> this was really bad. This was, this was me laughing at the TV. Yeah, I, we were both just laughing. I like Ember Moon. And I was like, okay, I, I predicted that it would be her. It made sense with the clues that they gave us. But then, like, this is the promo you, you cut? Like, what? I feel like, out of all the things you could have said to make me interested in this character, this was zero percent of that. Like, not even a little bit makes me. In- you made me. You didn't even have an entrance, first of all. So you're already a jobber. Yeah. So like, get out of here. Uh, but wow, the Ember's Law. Uh, as this was live, I got a tweet from someone, and I'm sorry, I don't have it open. I don't forget. I remember someone messaged me, and they said at the Brady, who has the worst promo? Ricochet or Ember Moon? And I replied, uh, after tonight, it's a tough call. Did you see Ricochet on Monday? Oh, no, no, I didn't. Because I'm going to say it's a pass. Oh, boy. Like these. But did he drive for miles and miles and miles to Hootie Miles? Look, I would say, like, NXT is still, it's that weird brand where it's kind of developmental and, like, this is something she needs to develop. Okay, so if she's coming back and they they're gonna be giving her regular mic time, like hopefully she'll improve. But this wasn't it. And then, like, so I'm gonna just comment on it now. Eo, okay, Shirai's well, music hits. Okay, but she, so she kind of says her mama wants some gold, baby. Eo's theme hits. Eo, Eo's theme hits, and then she talks for like half a sentence, and then clocks that she's been interrupted by. It the took music. her a second. Because she obviously had a bit more of her speech planned and wasn't quick enough to go, oh, the music's come early, and to react right away. She continues to talk, and then, like, we're a good, like, three bars into EO's theme, uh, and then she's like, oh, what is this? Oh, and we went, oh, this is getting worse. Yeah, uh, so EO Shirai comes out. EO Shirai, who retained the title on Sunday, comes down to the ring. Gets into the ring, face-to-face with Ember, has a microphone in her hand, slowly raises it to talk. This is my brutality! (sighs) Rhea Ripley interrupts Io Shirai. Rhea Ripley... Who are you? (laughs) Thinking you're coming in here. Rhea Ripley... Imagine Undertaker was an Aussie. (laughs) Be dropping a lot of C words. Uh, So Rhea Ripley says... I love the new attitude, Ember. You deserve a title shot. What? <laughs> what is that? Okay. But before she can even continue, Rhea Ripley is instantly attacked by Raquel Gonzalez and Dakota Kai. Now, Ember runs down to make the save. Eosha is just in the ring, mad chilling, like, deal with it. This ain't my problem. Mm. Like, I don't, I don't care about y'all. Like, fuck you. So, William Regal shows up. And he's pissed. He's right, just mad. And he says, you get, you want to fight? You want to fight? Tonight, the main event, a tag team match, playa. Holla, holla, holla. Gonzalez and Kai versus Moon and Ripley. 
And everyone flipped the channel. Yeah. <laughs> like, you're going to pick Jericho's 30th anniversary match or this. Or the like, debate. <laughs> oh. the, yeah. Uh, so, not. Okay. I feel like I'm being super, we're being super negative. I was legit like hoping for the best for, for, for the, the YouTube's chat saying Rio came out and said, whoa, games <laughs> <laughs> would have made the main event a lot better. But no, uh, Ember Moon, like I was excited for this, but after this promo, I'm like, oh my God, it was completely the wrong thing to do with her for a return. Yeah. We, we've seen a return. You could have like have these shots throughout the show of her like the kind of night vision thing like driving in to full cell and like hype up her return maybe do like i'd maybe give her just a squash match tonight i would have had her something like like not even maybe call out eo say barely anything call out eo slapper or something show an edge edge. when balor came back it was balor was like a nxt legend moved to raw won the championship got injured and then came back and was just smiley, smiley Finn Balor. And then came back to NXT and completely reinvented himself. He showed an edge and that's what was needed. Even, even Breezango have shown like a bit more of something since they Ember, come. before even talking, just smiled there. Just yeah. started laughing. She laughed while talking. She's so a cosplayer. Like, it's like, I don't She's understand. like not, I don't believe she's this biker chick any more than I believed she was a werewolf. <laughs> She's got a cool move, though. And and I think when you announce this for the main event, it's not big enough for me. Like, the idea of the tag match, fine. And yeah. we'll get onto it later, and it was a fine match. But, yeah, you're up against the Jericho 30th anniversary show. I am watching that show. I'm not watching this. And you've not sold me on this character whatsoever. This I, I, I want to continue and support Ember, and I think she's going to get better. Hopefully, this is this this is the the turning point where she, they go. Oh, that wasn't that good. Maybe we should work on this character because mm. they literally just came back to where she was before. Also, before she was the one who didn't beat Asuka and then became champion due to Asuka leaving. She yeah. was like always been in this like like B like level here. And yeah, this promo was 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 not was not good. We go to. Drake Maverick earlier today walking into the CWC here and he's being interviewed and he has a tag team match tonight and he says he's been preparing with his tag team. He's been preparing strategy. He's got entrance music. He's got everything and he can't wait. And Killian Dane shows up behind him and is like, what? Uh, Killian Dane always rocking his tool shirt. He says, Drake, we're not friends. He's like, no, 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 you're, we're friends, we're tag team partners, we're, we're a team. And he goes, give me your number, because it'd be a lot easier to like bounce the ideas off you if I had your number. You're not getting my number. And walks off, but Drake is like, well, we have a tag team match tonight, and it's going to go great. Yeah, Um. okay, this is, this was fine, but I think the show had taken such a dive up until this point, where when you then move on to see, oh, we're going to our lower mid-card story, it's it was frustrating to watch that being said i thought both guys played it really well i think drake is uh great on the mic and selling this kind of you know over enthusiastic kid um in this tag team i quite liked it i thought both played their parts very well it's it's yeah like you kind of know where they're going with this you can't have every segment of the show be like world title caliber, yeah of course you know but for what this is as like an entertaining lower mid card story going on i'm for it and i thought 
I mean, both guys weren't really going to be doing anything else. So why not bolster this tag division, which is threadbare right now? Uh, I, it's, it, this is classic wrestling. Like a, ba- a guy doesn't want to be your fr- his friend, but they're going to be the odd couple tag team. A tag team that doesn't get along? Yeah. Never heard of that before. What a creative thing. Uh, something that is creative is the ad we saw at TakeOver for Halloween Havoc. Wednesday, October 28th. I love this. This one has like different shots now of like all the characters in NXT that are kind of spooky. They showed Io Shirai because she's the Joshi Judas, all like scary she underwater, underwater, underwater tanks and yeah. things. We get Shotzi Blackheart, of course. We get Damian Priest because he's a vampire. Dexter Loomis. Yeah, we're getting all the characters we're going to see on Halloween Havoc. Aaliyah. <laughs> That's just because her wrestling is scary. Uh, so that is on Wednesday, October 28th. And this is your reminder that on Wednesday, October 28th, we will not only go live following NXT Halloween Havoc, but we will also be doing a Halloween Havoc watch along on our YouTube. But that's not all. But wait, there's more because we're going to be doing on a separate computer. A special Halloween Havoc Zoom call with the BDE. However, you want access to the Zoom call, you need to be in costume. Yes. We will boot you out the room if you're not wearing a costume. No costume. And ma- wearing a mask, like uh, a mask you got to be wearing when you go out, yeah. that doesn't count as a costume. Wearing cat ears, no, get out of here. Uh, a specific someone, he's a pretty popular podcaster, he asked us, he's intrigued about the, the what, the, the Zoom Halloween Havoc thing. He usually is watching another show on Wednesday nights, but he heard us talking about this, this epic Zoom thing. And he said that he was, he was just going to wear his mask and that's unacceptable. Yeah. And you need a full costume waiting. <laughs> <laughs> so Halloween Havoc, October 28th, Wednesday. Be there at Up Next Podcast on Twitter and join the Facebook for all the information and all that stuff. Cause it's going to be lit. Uh, I love Shotzi with her howling in this. It fits perfectly. Yeah, it's great. Uh, there was also an ad for uh, ranch sauce, which is equally as scary to me. Not a fan. No, I'm I'm not big on ranch. Yeah, someone just unsubscribed. Oh, it's very popular, but like, yeah. I don't get when people like get a salad and then get that as their dressing. Ranch. Like, just order fries. Like, like honestly, what is ranch? It's like, like America garlic, <laughs> sauce. creamy. American, Ameri- yeah, American not good. DNA. We have, we come back from commercial. We have Io Shirai backstage being interviewed and Io Shirai basically <laughs> says exactly what I thought she was thinking in that last segment. Ember Moon is not my problem. Ripley is not my problem. And then points at her title and says, this is my problem and walks off. Wouldn't say it's a problem, Io. Uh, yeah, I know. I know what she means. Though. Yeah, like anything that's coming between me she's and like, this is a problem. She's like, get out of here. None of that. Uh, Undisputed era. They're all hanging out, and Adam Cole's wearing some shades, covering a shiner. I wonder how Kyle's doing after. What did he chip his teeth or he something? Broke some teeth. Oh, yeah, I believe broke some teeth. Yeah, that sounds terrible. Uh, Undisputed era backstage. They say Sunday was the worst and Kyle is a little down on his luck. And Rod, Roddy behind him is like, come on, Kyle. You had a performance of a lifetime, man. Yeah. Come on. Put him in a body bag. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and it was Don't nothing. Be hard on yourself, Kyle. <laughs> oh, cool, Kyle. He's down on his luck. They say that was nothing to be ashamed of because it was a performance of a lifetime. And fuck it. Was it ever? Oh, yeah. Uh, yeah. They say we got to deal with this. Ridge 
Holland problem now. And Adam Cole takes his glasses, revealing the shiner. He says, Ridge, I don't know why you did what you did, but you broke my ribs. You are a dead man. So Adam Cole, uh, I don't, this is an interesting story and it will develop a little later, but yeah, I was a little negative on this though. Yeah, I felt it's Kyle felt a bit of an afterthought. Yeah. Um, obviously this, there seem, I'm pretty sure this is kind of still this breakup angle because as hinted later in the show, someone's paid Ridge Holland to do this. Yes. So I assume this is all leading towards the breakup of Yui, but I thought it was a shame that I kind of got the same vibes as when you know, Kofi lost the title, and then it's like, oh, yeah. that, that sucked. Going to tag team match with Biggie. Yeah, it, yeah, it kind of felt like Kyle felt like an afterthought to this Ridge Holland Adam Cole story. I wanted, as a wrestling fan, I really love Sunday, and you've heard us praise that match, and I, it's it's on the list of match of the year, no doubt, on a lot of people's lists. I'm sure of it, but I wanted to see them hanging out, and then when Adam Cole's like kind of usually the guy who leads this, I wanted Kyle to kind of. Like, say his two cents about, like, the match. Like, yeah, yeah. Finn Balor. He didn't even mention... Like, we go to the prime target thing later, so I guess that's where you get that. Mm. But here, maybe you should have aired that first then. I, I don't know. you could have had, like, I think an in-ring promo with Kyle talking about the match. You can show stills from it if you want to show clips from it, but addressing what's happened with Balor himself rather than yeah. this just felt like... Okay, Kyle, step back. It's it's Adam Cole. Because the prime target later in the night explains and has cuts of both guys from the match, but maybe they should have just aired that first because this is kind of just like moving on. This is the first time we've seen it. Yeah, this is just like moving on, barely mentioning it, essentially. You know, it's kind of... It was strange. Uh, Now, we, we talk about the other show on Wednesday nights is Dynamite, and they are stacked full of tag teams. But you know what tag team they don't have? Ever Rise. Ever Rise. Yeah. I don't know their real. I don't know their names. Uh, Matt Martell and Marcel Bartel. Marcel Bartel and <laughs> I can't remember. Oh no! What's uh, name? No, it's uh, Marcel Bartel. Uh, something Martel, and the other guy is someone in the YouTube chat's going to help us. John. Out. Yeah, where's John Ceno <laughs> at? Uh, so Everrise have the ever so opportunity, good opportunity. Chase Parker. Chase Parker Thank and you. something Martel. Versus Matt Martell, that's right. I was Matt. Wow, is it Matt Martell? Yeah. Um, Everrise have the opportunity to take on Drake Maverick and Killian Dane. Now, earlier Drake mentioned in his little interview that he was, he's been planning for weeks this tag team. He's been planning strategy and entrance music. Yes. Well, the entrance music hits. Not only is it entrance music, but also a Titantron that says Drake Maverick and Killian Dane in like <laughs> fancy blue. It's like blue and yeah, white. Nice. But the theme song, <clears throat> the the intro entrance music is like this like upbeat, like poppy. It's like children's TV. Acoustic music. whistling yeah. foster the people uh, young folks. I don't know what it is, but it's hilarious. Drake comes out dancing and has a whole entrance planned and Damo's just like, what what the fuck are you doing? Stop dancing. And he like shoves him and it's like, Oh, uh, so Drake and, and he makes the music stop. He's like, cut, like stop this shit. Turn this off. Uh, I personally could have kept listening to it. It is so funny. So they then have a tag team match against Everrise, and it's Drake who, who's, who's in here wants to tag in. So Dane 
slaps his hand really hard and his own partner and now it's just ever working on on drake and they're beating him down not letting him tag dane like is still on the apron but he's not really reaching to tag he's just kind of like if you reach me then i'll tag in uh there's a northern lariat from martell there's then like a double flapjack into the turnbuckle on drake uh but then finally killian dane tags himself in he's cleaning house there's the the running divide then a wasteland he's going for the vader bomb but drake tags himself and is like i got this i got this i got this and just like kind of fucks up the whole thing almost gets pinned so <laughs> killing dane then lays out like ever so uh is it matt martell goes yeah. for a roll up and dane's like oh, dane just break boots it him in yeah. the face he's like i guess i'll break it up so he does it he then Power bombs his own partner, Drake Maverick, onto the guy. Thus, Drake was the legal man while laying on the dude, gets the pin, and Drake and Dane win their, their debut tag team match. And then the theme song starts playing again, the whistling, upbeat, acoustic theme. And Dane, st- uh, sorry, they celebrate, and Drake is dancing again, and Dane just punches him, lays him out. But then he feels bad. So he goes and he slings him over his shoulder and he's carrying him out. But then it shows Drake who's who's lying. He's like, Haha, I'm pretending to be hurt. So he takes care of me. So therefore, <laughs> he did what he wanted to do. And that's to get Dane to like him. But kayfabe wise, like Dane hasn't been winning. Neither is Drake. They've been both like just gone. So kayfabe wise, Dane should be like, well, shit, I, I want a match. Like, oh, for sure. I was on oh, TV. Yeah, this is... <laughs> <laughs> this is Rhino Heath Slater. This is Daniel Bryan Kane. Seamus Cesaro. What, oh, Less so than that, because they were two like yeah. tough guys. But this is like the shit guy with a bigger dude, you know? The bigger shit guy. Um, no, they're both they're both really good in their roles. And no, you always say... Shit. I mean, character-wise, like, Drake Maverick is the guy yeah. who will always lose. Like, Dane's had his wins. Like, he's... Yeah. But it's it, the story's going to be him carrying the team. Rather than like Seamus and Cesaro, they're more equal. It's sure. Just one guy carrying it. Well, he powerbombed him onto the other It's going to be a lot of comedy segments and stuff, but I'm for it. Like, they're going to get a title shot. Probably at some point. They should be champions. Who are, who are champions? It's Breezango, right? Yeah. yeah. Oh, tag team division is stacked. We have a video package. Are you ready? It's Tony time. We have a thing that says three weeks ago, Cancun, Mexico. And it's Tony Storm. She says, I went to the last place anyone could find me. I've been hiding out and I've been preparing. She's like, huh, where can I go and just get lit every fucking day and go to Senior Frogs and just, you know, just just go on a tear? Huh, Cancun sounds pretty great. (laughs) And that's where she's been. She says, it's been Tony time for a while, but she's just been been like coasting. You know, two years ago, I won the Mae Young Classic. But what now? What now? Well, it's time to show NXT. It's Tony time. So she's not here yet, but she's coming. And it shows epic shots of her like running, getting in shape on the beach, you know, getting getting ready because she wants that NXT Women's Championship. Yeah, um, I'm not too excited about Tony Storm coming in. I, I'm not that into her work, particularly. Um I feel there's a lot of other women in the division who should probably get their shot, who've been around for a bit. 
I'm interested to think with Ember and Tony coming in, are they going to replace two people? Like, are we sending at least one woman to main roster? Um, I hope it works, but she's someone I don't buy her promos particularly. And in ring, she's fine. Uh, she's someone that I feel like she was had this buzz on the indies and she was having crazy matches and like progress and stuff. And then as soon as she got to like WWE, it's like she had one or two some good stuff in the Mae Young, like she mentioned. And then she kind of was saying what I guess what people think is like, yeah, that was two years ago. Because since then, I've been really doing anything. She was in NXT UK, but, you know, a tree falls in the forest. You know what I mean? Like no one watched it. So mm. like, yeah, she's kind of right. Like I've been not here. So, uh, I'll give her a shot. Definitely. Uh, better. For sure. Yeah. It was, it, she, she showed up at take, well, she didn't show up, but she was, she had the video at takeover and then you had Ember as well as the surprise, but Ember cut the promo earlier tonight and it was really bad. And then you had this video that was like, this wasn't necessarily just bad. It was just like, Hey, I'm coming to NXT. It's, it didn't give you any more information really. It's yeah. Just, it's all like, right, I'm not here yet. Yeah. yeah. I didn't get my visa. The borders are still closed. Or, I don't know. Yeah. So we'll see. Um, but does that mean like the borders are open for other people to be coming? You know? So in the YouTube room, uh, Mike Hogan suggesting that, uh, people are actually doing their two weeks quarantine in Mexico. And it's like a way round of people from the UK getting into the States. Possibly. Oh, interesting. Okay. Um, so it'd be interesting to see if we see anyone else from the UK show up. Because uh, obviously they've somehow op- found a way to get people in. So, so we'll eventually get Walter versus Finn. Maybe. Right? Maybe eventually. <laughs> <laughs> Pete Dunn's trying to come back because he still thinks Matt Riddle's tag team champions. No one's told him anything that's happened since pandemic. Pete Dunn shows up. All right, Matt, I'm ready to ready to fight. And they're like, oh, we have a lot to tell you. <laughs> a lot. <laughs> oh, and the YouTube room also pointed out me and Mercedes have gone up. So these are kind of replacing. True. Yeah, we do forget that Retribution took a bunch of people as well there. Um, we have the power couple outside walking their dog, Padme. And they say, Sunday sucked. Yes, it did. They're in their matching tracksuits. And they're walking the dog. You hear the, the, they totally added the sound effect of the dog over this. They had to have. There's no way the, the mic was there and caught that. Um, Johnny says, we deserve rematches. Candace is like, yeah, we do. We need a plan. And as they like walk up to their, their house, there's a garage, their, their garage, sorry. And the garage is open and there's a brand new TV in a box. And there's a letter from Indy Hartwell. And Johnny goes, Indy Hartwell? That, ugh, Indy Hartwell. She sucks. What are you talking about? Candace goes, uh, Johnny, uh, Indy, Indy Hartwell bought us a new TV. And he's like, oh, that, that Indy Hartwell. She's, she's great. I always love that Indy Hartwell. She's great. She bought us a new TV. Wow. What a nice girl. So then it's like continuing later on. So. Indy Hartwell bought the Garganos a new TV for the guest room since Tegan broke it. Yes. Nice girl. Uh, Clearly on a better contract than Rich Holland. (laughs) 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 She's just buying people TVs. Uh, Yeah. Okay. So I know people hate the power couples and I'm, I'm, I'm having a hard time trying to defend them (laughs) because this is just weird. Uh, I say the same thing every week. I think both people, both Candice and Johnny, especially Johnny, play the part so well 
but I just think it's miscasting. And especially now, these are a comedy. Like, these are a comedy mid-card act, and Johnny Gargano shouldn't be that. This is kind of see what I would see him being given on, like, a Raw or SmackDown, when you scratch your head and you go, why are they doing that with Johnny? Um, it doesn't work for me, but I think they are playing it well. They get laughs from me. I just think me it's too. miscasting. Me too. And I, I do love... I do love both of them. So I continue to see it out, but this was, it was like almost as bad as dinner, you know, just them walking. We'll see more of them later, but we go. I thought your dinner was good today. Our dinner was good today. Oh, I meant the dinner. Oh, the dinner. We didn't talk about our NXT, our NXT (laughs) meal. Uh, every Wednesday we're roommates and we decided that every time we do the show, we cook for each other every week instead of getting NXT takeout. And. This week I made, uh, what, tiki, tiki masala, chicken masala. I don't know what to call it, but it was great. T- did you call it tiki? Tiki? Masala. Isn't it tiki? Tika. Tika. Yeah. Tika masala. Oh, That's why I just say chicken masala and be safe, but you had to, you had to jump in there, but I couldn't think of an NXT name. So I asked John Cena and he said, uh, Tomasa masala, which I'm like, all right, it's not as, not as clever. No, not that good. Mm. So, uh, yeah, let us know. In the, I'm trying to think. At up next. <laughs> tikka masala tiki masala it should be called tiki masala why who's tiki <laughs> kona reeves tiki masala i don't know uh, um what could it be what could it be <laughs> something curry sorry john cena said chick chicken tamaras that one's even worse masala. i'm not even trying to read that i don't know what that is uh we go to let us know uh, at up next podcast we also I thought it's it wasn't a boona but like it's a curry so like a ember boona Instead of Ember Moon, Ember Boona. Mm, nice. Uh, e- Eclipse Masala. <laughs> sure. Dahoodie Masala. Dahoodie Masala. Yo, there we go. See? Matata. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> uh, we also want some, some, some recipes. Like, the winter's coming. We need some recipes while we're stuck at home. You know, some chili, some soups, whatever. You know, some, some winter stuff. At Up Next Podcast on Twitter. Let us know what you're... you're we, we, we get people who are interested in our food. I've had people message me asking for recipes. And I'm like, we don't ever write down recipes. What about... Um, so, curries, like, what do, what do they do to you? They, they make you gassy, right? Okay. They make you burp and fart a bit. All right. What about instead of indie Hartwell, Indian Fartwell? Wow, that's no, no. Okay, I'm trying here. Someone's offended. I'm trying here. Someone in the chat says Ridge Holland Masala. <laughs> All I know is I was really I I, I smell- Tyler Breeze curry. <laughs> Uh, I I thought I made some good uh, tikka masala. It was nice. Yeah. It was tasty. Yeah, it was good. Uh, so uh, we're always... Curry and rice, Lorraine. Uh, yeah. That's, it, will... it looks better on paper. Yeah, yeah. At Up Next Podcast, we'll get a recipe book one day. We'll have a cookbook one yeah. day. One day. We go to our next match. Austin Theory. He can do this all day. Versus Leon Ruff. Correct me if I'm wrong. Leon Ruff is one of the guys signed today with the the picture, the PC, the people who report to the PC. It's essentially the entire Evolve locker room. It's a lot of Evolve, yeah. Right? It's just that all Evolve, a ref, and that one amateur wrestling guy who looks like he could be a pretty big deal in the world of wrestling. Uh, Jacob something. But Leon Ruff, um, he is going up against – wait, was Leon Ruff actually in that group now? Now I'm second-guessing myself. Was Leon Ruff signed? He must have been. He's on this episode. Be, I thought he was already signed. I can't remember. I can't keep Yeah, track. they sign everyone who isn't signed to AEW. Yeah. 
they just can't sign that Ben Carter. Nope. <laughs> they really wanted that Ben Carter. Damn. Uh, <laughs> yeah, the YouTube chat is saying that everyone from Evolve is basically yeah. gone, except Lenny Leonard. Yeah. Yeah. And he's just like, fuck. J.D. Drake. He's the one I like. Oh, yeah. He's all right. Yeah. He's good. Um, good promo. Austin Theory versus Leon Ruff. Yeah, Leon Ruff was in the announcement today. He's signed. Uh, so, Brandy Lauren, Kurt Stallion, Josh Briggs, Anthony Green, Green, and Joe Gacy, in fact. Thank you, Sino. That's why you're the man. Austin Theory versus Leon Ruff. Right away, Ruff hits him with this, like, Frankensteiner and goes for, like, a Hurricane Rana, Dragon Rana, some type of Rana, and tries to get a pinfall. Austin kicks out at, like, a 2.9, and he's kind of shook. So, he starts to just pound on this guy. He beats him down. Um, but Ruff gets a roll-up, a backslide. There's a near fall. Um, Wade Barrett says on commentary... Uh, Wade and Wade and Vic and no Sasha Banks on commentary. Um, Wade says that Austin Theory reminds him of Randy Orton, which we say quite a lot on yeah. this show. Um, Ruff goes for like this, this like arm drag, rope jumping arm drag, kind of like some Ray Phoenix type stuff, but slips, gets caught onto the shoulders of Austin Theory, who saves it pretty well there and hits the TKO, or as he calls it, the ATL, and it's all over. Theory wins this. Um, this isn't the last we see of Austin Theory. No, quite a good little match. They, they were able to give Leon Ruff some hope spots, but uh, gave Austin Theory the win, who's getting a lot of TV time at the moment. And uh, kind of commentary were calling out during it about his, like when Wade was making the comparisons to Randy Orton, he was bringing to fact the immaturity of Randy Orton early in his career as at well. At 22. Yeah. So was saying about how uh, it's kind of if, Theory can kind of get his act together and, like, mature, uh, he could have a similar career to Randy Orton. Well, he grabs a microphone after this and he calls out Adam Cole. He says, Adam Cole, you you called me out. I wasn't ready for you and I want to fight you, but you can't fight me because you have broken ribs. Oh, damn. Shucks. Can't fight you. Ah, shit. Can't do it. But I'm the future. And there ain't a damn thing you can do about it or anyone in this locker room that can do a thing about it. And cue our next return to NXT, Dexter Loomis. You know it's spooky season because he's coming in. He crawls into the ring and it's going to be a match again, a second Austin Theory match. Yeah, and Vic Joseph here says like, we ha- oh, that, that's Dexter Loomis. We, we haven't seen Dexter Loomis for... For weeks. Until so, last Sunday. Yeah, we saw him on Sunday. <laughs> <laughs> Some for like a few seconds that's going to lead into an angle yeah. literally now. But uh, So Theory was running his mouth and said he'd fight anyone right now. So Dexter accepts that open challenge. And Theory has a second match right now against Loomis. Loomis hits him with some right hands and then a Thez press. They go to commercial and they have picture in picture. Just to get this right, Champa and Kushida did not get picture in picture, but Loomis and Theory do. Just letting everyone know. Strange. Wasn't this while the dog collar match was going on? No one was watching this match. No, I know, but I think <laughs> I'm pretty sure this because this was at like the halfway point of the show. I'm pretty sure this is when the dog collar match was going on on the other channel. Yeah, like I understand the picture in picture is chosen for specific things yeah. but i'm like really i needed to see loomis do some leg drops and some rest holds and when kushida and champa were killing each other earlier 
but okay. So when we come back, Theory sweeps Loomis off the apron and then hits a belly to back in the ring. Um, every, it's like every other move Theory hits, he yells all day. All day. All day. He's like Kanye West. All day. All day. He goes for a drop kick all day. You can scout when he's going to hit a move on you because he goes all day and then tries to drop kick you. You would well, figure someone scopes thinking it. Thinking of Randy Orton as well. You know, whenever he does the power slam, he claps first. Yeah. If he, if I see Randy Orton's clap, I'm just going to back up, you know? <laughs> <laughs> like, no, I know what you're going to do. Well, forget Just to... like if Cena shoulder yeah. blocks me a couple of times, <laughs> don't I'm punch not throwing him. a punch. If I'm Cena hits you shoulder with two shoulder blocks, I'm falling to the outside. <laughs> don't even get me started on the people's elbow. We were just talking, which will be on our Evil Dead review, about how horror films people have to go against like common sense, like if you hear a weird noise in the basement. Better go check it out. You better go down on your own. <laughs> it's the same with wrestling. Like, you just have to go against those, like, natural instincts. Like, huh, he's, he said all day, and every time he hits, he says all day, he Kinda doesn't hurts move. me every time he says that. <laughs> Maybe I should not get up or go towards him. But Loomis uh, comes back and catches him with a spine buster. Uh, there's then Loomis who does, like, a roll through and then a monkey flip. It hurts more when he rolls first. This looked cool. Like, for a guy... Loomis's size doing the monkey flip like it's a pretty simple move but I, I did think it looked kind of cool here he then hits a slingshot suplex and then the side effect into the silence which is like the side uh, almost like the anaconda vice type yep. side triangle thing and Dexter Loomis wins the match via the silence and as Dexter Loomis gets to his feet he is instantly welcomed to a cave-in from Cameron Grimes, he's laid out. Cameron Grimes looks at him and says, When I ask you a question, answer me, freak. Ha <laughs> ha! Going to the moon! And he walks off. The match was fine. Just, I don't think uh, Dexter Loomis doesn't really do it for me. I think the character could have some fun, like, wacky segments, but not overly into his wrestling. This just feels very mid-card and like it's... I don't know how interested I am here. I Kind of a Cameron Grimes, Dexter Loomis feud doesn't really kind of do it for me. Honestly, anyone with Dexter Loomis doesn't really do it for me. Uh, I kind of want to see Cameron Grimes move on to other things, other feuds. The moon. Uh, yeah, go to the moon. Um, this was very whatever and just... I'd already kind of been beaten down by this episode by this point, And it was just, uh, okay, I've got to sit through another Austin Theory match. And it's against Loomis, who I don't care that he's back. Like, I'm happy you're not injured, mate. Like, I'm, yeah. I'm glad you recovered. But yeah, this this was kind of dull for me. It's not necessarily, to, to you know, quote wrestling lines, not necessarily going to put butts in seats, realistically. No. Especially if you said that at the same time the dog collar match on AEW was happening. Nobody watched that match. Nobody watched Austin Theory in two matches. Let alone one. Uh, we go, and that's no disrespect to those those guys as well. But like, yeah, we you kind of need to. The, since that Champa opening match, nothing was ha has happened on this episode thus far. Like nothing good. <laughs> you can't go this long with so many like meh. People. Yeah, exactly. You know, it's like isn't it action film? Let's pick like, it up. <laughs> every kind of fifteen minutes, you need something big to happen, and it kind of felt like that's what this episode needed. It just dived. 
I yeah, it it fell off a cliff. But I really liked uh, Graves. Obviously, I love uh, sorry Graves uh, Grimes. Grimes, and I really liked him kind of showing up here and stuff. But that just leads to this, and he's probably jobbing to Loomis, right? So well, it's like, Loomis seemed to be the like one to positioned. go after Cole, right? Yeah. After the Velveteen Dream feud, that seemed to be the direction they were going to go, and then obviously he got injured. So they're high on this guy, and we'll probably want to get him in that mix or the, at least the North American mix pretty soon. Yeah. Uh, but I don't see it personally. We have Raquel Gonzalez and Dakota Kai. They're backstage being interviewed and they're basically chatting shit about Ember Moon and Rhea Ripley. Dakota says it doesn't matter who they are. She basically says, fuck these gals. Yeah. Uh, I'm going to be the champion again. I got to step up and tonight's the night I'm going to prove. It doesn't matter. Rhea Ripley, Ember Moon, doesn't matter if you're returning, if you're going, you're staying, I'm winning. Uh, this was fine. Um, Raquel and Dakota, I like the team, but you kind of know. You already knew what was this? they were here for. Yeah. You, you know? It was they, unnecessary. Yeah. Was... They, you, you know you're losing. I'm we sorry. Kn- yeah. <laughs> we come back from another break, and it's Cameron Grimes backstage, and he kind of repeats what he was saying. That freak Dexter Loomis, he should have known better not to mess with Cameron Grimes. Now, if you'll excuse me. Cameron Grimes is going to the moon. This again was unnecessary. He literally just repeats what he just said in the middle of the ring. Yeah. He said, like, when I ask someone a question, you reply. Yeah. Like, he literally just said that in the ring. And now he's saying it backstage. It, yeah, it felt unnecessary to me. A lot of these segments. Yeah. It just kept going and going and going. We go to the prime target Kyle O'Reilly, Finn Balor epilogue or something, whatever they called it. And it's recapping the whole story, the lead up to the match, the match itself, and then the, the, the repercussions. It shows Finn Balor going to the hospital. He got his jaw broken in two spots. Two places. You could tell from the way his mouth looked. Oh, you, you, you knew it was a broken jaw watching the match. Like his face was fucked after. So. It shows him going to the hospital. It shows Kyle. He got fucked up. Finn, yeah, two fractures in his jaw is what they said. Insane. Uh, Finn Balor. It show. This is where you got to see some of the Kyle post match stuff. Like, like, ah, oh, like I didn't win, but I, I brought it. And Finn Balor's like Kyle on like out of a hundred nights of you wrestling in a main event, you're walking out champion. But the one time you're facing me, you're not. Like, you. sorry, I got your number, but doesn't he's not taking... He's, like, still keeping Kyle... Oh, he's of, making him seem like a big deal. Yeah, he right? made Kyle seem like it wasn't just a, a brush off the shoulder. Like, they re-show the clips of the, the, the handshake after the match and everything. Uh, but it basically ends with Finn, who says... Uh, People kept asking me if this title reign was going to be better than my last... Well, I guess they got their answer. I mean, yeah, first title defense, this is better than the last. Yeah, uh, better than anything he's ever done, in my opinion. I, That's probably his best match. I agree, I agree. Oh, 100% his best match. Yeah. Um, he had some... I felt his initial NXT run, it was kind of more about the entrance for me. It was more about the demon. You go to take over, and he had good matches. Like, don't get me wrong, his Agreed. matches with uh, Joe were good he had a good TV match with Nakamura. Yep. But I don't think they were quite at the level of kind of when we step into the sort of DIY era. Um, I think that that was like the peak of yeah. these wrestling main events, of these NXT main events. Um, Even in New Japan, he was great. But yeah, now, I feel like now this is the proper... But Balor surpassed that yeah. with the match against Kyle O'Reilly. Yes. It's one of my 
favorite matches of the year. Definitely. Uh, I'm like, I'm looking, f- it's one I'm already looking forward to rewatching in December when yeah. we're kind of going back and making our picks for match of the year. And you're not a big Balor fan. Usually you're I, not. I'm not. I'm not. Yeah. He doesn't, I, I don't dislike it. Me too. Um, but I'm just like, yeah, you're good. But I think there are other people that are better and maybe, uh, you're kind of overhyped. Sunday's performance, he's, he's not overhyped. Dude got his fantastic. jaw fractured in two places and had a killer match and still managed to finish the match. Now, it was a war. Yeah, it was a war. That was one of the best NXT matches. That was one of the best WWE matches. It was so good. Uh, and now we're kind of like, oh man, the NXT title's cursed. So this here, they didn't vacate it. They they didn't really announce anything. No, new. this was the announcement in so this. So I, I felt they really... I feel like NXT realized they had nothing planned for tonight. And they knew, oh, AEW's got a big show and we've got the debate. It felt kind of false advertising here because it felt like we were going to get a big, like, Bala announcement. And obviously the guy can't talk right now because <laughs> of his jaw. Fuck. But this was just a video highlight package and then kind of showing the Twitter thing we saw earlier confirming the jaw break. And then you had the words from the doctor saying he'll be out for a bit. But it's worth noting they didn't strip him of the title, which I think is a good idea. If they know, if the time frame is a couple of months why why vacate it you've already vacated it once it's since cole dropped it this thing's flipped about because you had keith lee you obviously had it's cursed killer cross uh sorry carrion cross and now bala i think if it's just gonna be like two months or something build up a contender build up a contender hell brock defends once every four months anyway so when he's been champ yeah i don't see you've got enough stories going on with the kind of adam cole attack and the um, North American title scene, you can build them up. I I, I agree. I, I think it sucks that like Cross had his injury and he's stripped of the title, but he's probably out for quite a while. Whereas I, I it sounds really lame saying, "Oh, this isn't that bad of, bad of an injury" because the dude's jaws got jacked. But like, if it's I don't know seven weeks, eight, eight I weeks, feel then, like, like, I mean, I I've no idea how long it takes to heal from no a idea. broken jaw i have friends who've broken their jaw and it sucks like their mouth is wired and they're through the wire baby eating through straws and that kind of thing but like i would have thought they'd have just vacated it today if they knew it's going to be a while i think the fact that they didn't make an announcement today yeah shows they may be somewhat opt- optimistic of not too long a time frame he's gonna he's gonna have like a weird talk he's gonna have like a different accent after this I have like a cane voice box. It's going to be like Kanye West. He's going to or somebody order pancakes. He just sipped the scissor. Uh, I like this prime target video. It kind of, I think they should have aired this before that Kyle O'Reilly thing. This is nitpicking and little things, but they definitely factor in. Like Kyle looked like a goof in that intro thing. They're like, Oh, you did a great was, job. It was old Kyle O'Reilly. Yeah. It was just the, the comedy the guy. Funny from- guy. UE. But then in this video, it's like, yeah, I got kind of fucked up. And it's like showing him like he's got cuts and stuff. And it's like, I oh, know, I'm with you. I'm yeah. With you. Yeah. Very, very interesting. Uh, we go to Ridge Holland, who shows up in a fancy car. He gets out of the car, doesn't even fucking park it. And the wait, can- dude, you know where you're. Par- oh, no, they're not at full sale. They're not they're fine. Yeah. Oh, wait. So you're saying the CWC parking lot is a lot safer. I, I mean, I would think he so. He just left a brand new fucking car. His, his might seem fine. So the the camera guy at the interviewer says, Ridge, Ridge, why did you attack Adam Cole? Ridge says, this week, I have a Mercedes. Last week, I didn't. 
can thank Adam Cole for that, and walks off. So it sounds like Whoa. what I got from this is there was a bounty, a bounty put on Adam Cole's head, and Ridge responded. So it's starting this little mystery of who is it that paid Ridge Holland. And again, All right. why did Indy Hartwell have a better contract than him? <laughs> okay, well, hold on. So so he's saying that he was paid. He has a nice car now. Yeah. He can lease a really nice Mercedes now or <laughs> rent for this event. Uh, a really nice Mercedes now because someone paid him to do what he did. Now, this is where we get our fan theory hats on and think, okay, well, who would have done this? Would it have been Finn Balor who paid him to take make sure Cole doesn't get involved? Would it be Undisputed Era? Would it be Roddy? Would it be Fish paying this guy to make sure like we there's not enough My early theory yeah. is Roddy and Bobby They're jelly paid Ridge because and their argument is gonna be we did it for you, Kyle. We've seen Adam Cole being in the spotlight all the time. There was no way he was gonna like, let you win that match. There was no way, like, jealousy would have got to him. So he paid someone to keep him out of the way. Oh. I did this for you, Kyle. Wow. And Kyle can be like, The Rock, you know, like, I did it for The Rock. Like, no, I don't I don't want anything to do with that. And I think you'll have Bobby and Roddy as the heels, Cole and Kyle Whoa. as baby faces. Whoa. Damn. I could see it going that Calling way. Calling it early. I kind of get that vibe that it's Bobby or Roddy or both of them kind of the ones that did this to stop i i kind of say for their sakes it's got to be both of them because i worry for bobby fish without kyle without any of them i don't want bobby i don't want bobby turning on on kyle no he should always no it's they've turned on cole yeah but they did it for kyle yeah i don't yeah i don't know i don't know it's it's still kind of sloppy i don't know uh we'll see where it leads uh they could see it but yeah they did it for cool kyle uh, we have, um, a Burger King update reminding you that so, the, much, Burger so much Burger King, uh, they remind you no that preservatives, the, no coloring. Yeah. The Whopper, you know, uh, <laughs> we have someone who eats a lot of Burger King, Damien Priest. He doesn't look like he eats a lot of Burger King. Uh, this young man, Damien <laughs> Priest. Yeah. So on Twitter earlier <laughs> in the week, Shawn Michaels talks about, this young man's bright future ahead of him in Damien Priest. Now, Priest, I'm going to... I think I looked this up earlier in the week. I think Damien Priest is 40? 38. 38, 40. But apparently he's, as I believe Benno from British Wrestling Experience pointed out, he's older than Sean was when Sean came back for his second run. Wow. This young 38-year-old <laughs> man. Hey, I wish I looked that good at 30. I wish I looked that good now. But uh, yeah, uh, I didn't realize he was that old. Not that it matters, I guess. Because look, he's he's rocking. He's doing it. He's killing it lately. Um, he says that he beat Johnny. He wiped that that clean. And he he retained the title. And, and you know, Johnny's name is on that list now. He, Johnny's name will live forever. But my name's on the title. And I live forever. And anyone who wants to step up... They can step up. Uh, this this actually so, – so then he's backstage, sorry, because it showed like a video package and then him kind of saying the same thing. But I was a little upset here. I I think – please correct me if I'm wrong. And if I'm wrong, I'll totally own up to it. But was Damien Priest rocking a slash – like the guitarist slash 
t-shirt. It looked like Slash. It, yeah, I think so. Yeah. A day after... The day of. The day of, Eddie Van Halen died. Rest in peace, uh, Eddie Van Halen. But, like, maybe wearing a Van Halen shirt, bro. Uh, before you're cursing one. the band and they Mine break up. Had one. But you wear Slash? Hey, we also don't know when this is fil- filmed. Okay. Um, yeah. Again, just like, oh, like... I don't know, did I Van Halen Slash. hate Slash? No, but I love Slash, too. But I'm like, wouldn't you, like, be like, oh, you know, I'm going to wear a t-shirt of my favorite guitarist today, and it's not going to be the guy who passed away yesterday. All I'm saying is, rest in peace, Eddie Van Halen. Yes. This guy can beat it. Um, he says he burned Johnny's name, like I mentioned, and there's tons of other people who want this opportunity. So anyone who wants it, they can get it. And anyone who wants this title... They can get a reckoning. And so I believe um, Bronson Reed was watching this and just tweeted Damien Priest and was like, yeah, all right. Yeah. I like and he's this. like, okay, cool. Right away, like during the commercial break, Bronson Reed pretty much like films a video and he's like, yeah, I got next. Like I want I'd it. love it if as he's doing the promo instead of tweeting him. He walks like, by, Priest, he's like. Priest just phone buzzes and he's like, oh. All right, Bronson Reed. <laughs> Wants a match. Well, it should be Bronson Reed. They should. This, yeah. this, we felt they were, I felt they were building to this anyway. And then I thought it felt like they kind of went, oh, we need to give Johnny Gargano a match because it's takeover. But because that came out of nowhere, the Gargano feud. And this seemed to be the feud that they've been building slowly and quite well. Johnny also said he wants a rematch and it, he has a plan to get yeah. this rematch. So, uh, yeah, the YouTube chat reminds me, of course, Damien Priest doesn't look his age. He's a vampire. Yeah. Obviously, one of us, Michael. We go to Ridge Holland, or as you call him, Fridge Holland. Fridge Holland. Cause he's, he's a big lad. He's a big lad. Uh, Ridge Holland is going one on one against Danny Birch. I guess you could call this. Lads wrestling. Yeah, I mean, it is lads wrestling, right? I, I was quite wrestling. excited when I, when I saw the opponent was Danny Birch. I was like, yeah, that's that's quite a good matchup. Now, I'm not going to say if you're flicking between the two, I can't say Ridge Holland and Danny Birch are particularly like big names that will make you kind of stick around. But if you're an NXT fan, Danny Birch kind of always delivers for me. Yeah, no. For the, for the position he's I was in, pretty excited about this. He always puts on good matches, and he's he's a tough lad. Going, when, going up against another Brit, just slugging it out. I, I was kind of down for this match. When, like, clubs are, like, open, open. Like, when this is all in the past, the pandemic is in the past. I'm walking into clubs and bars like Danny Birch walks down the ramp with the peace. Just so aggressively <laughs> peace. Just, oh, Danny, Danny. So these two lads wrestling, and it's what exactly you thought it was going to be. Just a slug fest. They're going back and forth. There's uppercuts. There's European uppercuts. I guess they would just call them uppercuts. Just uppercuts. Yeah. Uh, there's uh, Danny who comes, fires up with these strikes, and then a German suplex. And then Ridge gets to his feet, and he hits him with a lariat. And then a cross, cross face there. Uh, there's all these moves. But then Ridge just gets up. Scoops Danny up with the northern grit, the snowplow, the what the what's the uh, Marafuji call his move the the oh, I can't. pole shift oh yeah yes emerald yes, yes. flosion whatever uh, northern grit and Ridge pins Danny. I'm a little underwhelmed actually. I thought this was going to be a bit more of a fight, but it kind of yeah. explains to what happens here. I think just with Ridge Holland, they want to get him over as this 
this beast. powerhouse. I'm getting real kind of Brock Lesnar day definitely guys with this guy. Well, you say that because uh, after the match, Ridge puts his hat on. Which what's with bad? What's with hats in wrestling? <laughs> uh, and Danny slaps him. Ridge just loses it, beats down on Danny in the corner, and just rapidly, repeatedly headbutting him. Just pow! I'm crazy. Not a big fan of headbutts, but like I think his look scary. I feel they must be safe because I can't imagine them letting him do this, but they look great, I think. Yeah. Uh, so Oni Lorkin comes down for the save here and kind of chases Ridge away, but then Ridge comes back into the ring and like attacks Oni when he wasn't looking. He's beating down on him. This is where I got Brock Lesnar vibes because he's like Brock beating up the Hardy Boys, yeah. really. Uh, so Ridge is now beating up these two Brits. Uh, sorry, one Brit and an American. I forgot. Oni's not. Um, and Holland is just killing him and then it, they get separated. And then they fight again, and they fight again. It just feels like they're fighting forever here, literally. And then, Ridge is on the outside. There's a bunch of referees. Oni Lorcan does a, like, springboard crossbody out of the ring to the outside onto Ridge, who's supposed to, like, catch him. He buckles and drops, and then the refs kind of separate them. We go to commercial break. Yes. That's all we saw. Yeah, like, but, let's talk about the segment first, and then obviously what comes out of it. Yeah. Uh, I was getting kind of into this. I, th- I think they they did the back and forth maybe a bit too much. I think that's a just a habit in wrestling in general. When it comes to beatdowns, they often just drag it out a bit too long. Um, but Oni Lorcan coming out, I was going, oh, they're setting up for that match. And that's something else I'd like Definitely. to see. Oni Lorcan, Ridge Holland. That kind of excites me. And yeah, I, I thought uh, uh, Lorcan looked great. But then we come back off the commercial and we didn't know anything at this point. Um, and we hear Vic Joseph kind of doing the somber, somber voice. voice where we're like, hang on, what, what's happened here? Yeah, I'm going to cut to it because they throw to uh, to like taped segments and then they finally come back and then they throw to this thing. Mm-hmm. But let's just talk about it now. Yeah, yeah. They show the replay of Oni Lorcan doing this crossbody to Ridge. And as Ridge catches him, it looks as if his 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 leg buckles or something. Yeah. He drops, and Oni is supposed to continue beating him, but the refs stop him. They throw up the X. And apparently, Ridge Holland is now injured from this uh, legitimately here. He's put on a stretcher. Again, they showed video packages and stuff while this was all happening, and they... They wheel him out of here uh, as he puts the thumbs up like he's okay. Like but he's Shane McMahon after Hell in a Cell. But yeah, yeah. Uh, um, wow. Yeah, you like this. This isn't an angle. Uh, no, you could see the kind of crowd look concerned. Um, as said, him kind of breaking character, just giving the thumbs up, being like, "I'll be all right." But apparently, yeah, this doesn't look too good. Uh, they threw up the X. Uh, apparently, one of the referees was shouting like, "Bad, bad, bad, bad." Um, Fuck. He screamed something out himself. Uh, but yeah, this is this is a shame because this is someone who wasn't really on my radar at all. Um, and then since coming to NXT, I've kind of liked what I've seen. And if we're building up a new big monster guy, like, like kind of what they did, I guess the last example in NXT would be uh, Lars Sullivan. Yeah. If they're building someone up like that again, I think this guy fits it really well and is is better than a Lars, I'd say. But this 
This sucks. Well, he's not much of a monster if only Lorcan takes him out. No, I'm kidding. Uh, yeah, <laughs> no, unfortunately. this really sucks. Yeah. And it's obviously they've got pretty big plans with this whole Undisputed Era, Adam Cole attack. With Ridge. Which, oh, no, I didn't even think of which that. Which they're going to have to pivot away from. Can't be driving uh, that Mercedes with one foot. Hopefully. Maybe you can. Hopefully it's uh, not as bad as it looks, but it looks like a knee injury. Oh, and we all man. know watching wrestling long enough that... That takes you out for quite a while. This guy's really new to wrestling, too. Yeah, like, he's the rugby dude, right? Mm-hmm. Like, yeah, uh, I really feel for him. I was totally getting on board with this this Ridge train. Um, wow. Uh, w- we wish him well. Uh, poor guy. We hope he's okay. But uh, for, at this point, we're recording right after NXT. We, we haven't really heard anything thus far on this injury. But you can just tell from the way Vic was talking. He was like, oh, I don't want to – I hate doing this. Yeah. It's sad. And that's that's the vibe we got. Uh, but the two videos that they played in between. Get well soon, Ridge. Get well soon. Um, we have Johnny Gargano in his house. He has now set up the new TV. And he's watching TV. And he's like, impressive. <laughs> Most impressive. It's as if he's Darth Vader here looking out in space. Yeah. Star Wars vibes. <laughs> I'm getting that. Candace comes in. She's like, what are you watching? He says, honey, Indy Hartwell gave us this TV, but in the box, there was a USB. So I plugged it into the TV, and it's highlights from the Battle Royal, the Women's Battle Royal. And did you did you notice how many times Indy saved you in that Battle Royal? Candace is like, huh, no. Bright future, that Indy Hartwell. Bright future. So Johnny's stroking his beard like, huh. Maybe we have a little bit of a unit, a team with Indy Hartwell. Uh, I thought this was great. Like, (laughs) honestly, whether it was just a happy accident or this was something they had planned with Indy Hartwell. But going back to that Battle Royal and highlighting the... It's something that neither of us picked up on watching it. We probably just went, hey, why is she saving her? It's a Battle Royal. (laughs) Yeah. But really nice detail to go back to. And it's cool seeing someone like younger and fresher being put into a position. And I guess uh, the Gargano is going to kind of be this girl's mentor. I, I just thought, why is she buying someone a TV? Like she's sucking up to them on Twitter. She had to tweet out saying people stop tweeting me, asking me for a TV. I'm not buying you one too. <laughs> Apparently people were like, yo, buy me a TV. If you can just throw in around yeah. TVs. Uh, no, I, I thought this was a cool, uh, like, callback to the Battle Royal. I, I liked it. I just like the Star Wars references. Obviously, uh, the, the Rebel outfits, they gear they did at TakeOver, and then, of course, Johnny with the most impressive. He's Vader. He's He thinks he's Vader. He's, yes. more, he's more of a... If you had to say Johnny was one Star Wars character, what Star Wars character would Johnny be? Probably Luke. He would be a Luke, he's wouldn't Luke, he? Luke, yeah, really? he would. yeah. Yeah, he would be. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Hey, Luke's great. Yeah, he's fine. He's fine. <laughs> Love him in The Last Jedi. That's like badass Luke. <laughs> oh, what a great movie. We go to Timothy Thatcher as well, another one of these video packages. And it's Thatcher. He's still in school. He's still in Thatch Can Wrestling. He says, this is life. Life grinds you down. And then he like has this guy and he locks him in an arm, Fujiwara armbar. And he says, life grinds you down until you quit. You think that's what I'm going to do? I'll be damned if that's what life does to me. I won't let it. I won't. I won't let life grind me down. I won't. God damn it. Um, 
Yeah. I don't I, think that's what he was saying at all. Uh, no, he, he was said, going, I'm going to grind you down like life grinds us all down. Yeah, he said life grinds you down and and it grinds you down until you quit. But he says that's not what he – like he refuses – because he's been on a bit of a losing streak realistically. Mm. Why should we care about him? He's lost. I feel like he does the same promo and we just – they insert the same thing. Um, I, I'm, I'm super – into like his his character about how he's the wrestler right like he's mm-hmm. all about the wrestling it's just you, have you put on really good stuff yet not really i like the fight pit but i didn't have some good matches yeah he's good i like thatcher but i just feel it's very he it kind of needs to get into the next gear or 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 what like are they just gonna move him up like what are we doing with him? i mean i'd rather see this guy being used than like um your dexter loomis is you know 100 percent um but i got from this uh I don't know. I might need to go back. I think you misread it. Um, I think he was just saying, I was getting Cobra Kai vibes here. He's talking about striking first, uh, inflicting pain. I didn't Sweeping think he was going, I'm down on my luck. He was saying just... No, he says he'd be damned if that's what happens to him. I'm going to like, I'm gonna grind my opponents down till they quit like life does to other people. Um, but yeah, it felt very Cobra Kai for me. It felt really, I, I feel like this guy. But you're right. We've seen this yeah. a bunch now. It's time to do something else. It's time to do something else. You, you like beating. Progress it. How many wrestlers gimmick is, okay, your gimmick is you just beat other people up. Not actual wrestlers, just beat people up. Yeah. You know? And then Lance Archer's like, hold my beer. So we go to Shotzi Blackheart. Oh my God. Are you ready? If you thought Shotzi Blank- Blackheart coming out on a tank was cool before, wait till you see. Shotzi Blackheart's new and improved Halloween tank. It looks great. Someone's been to Dollarama. <laughs> She's been to Dollar Tree. This, put all the stuff this on is, it. Yeah, just cobwebs, I love plastic it. skulls. She's got a pumpkin on the end of the... Pumpkin. Like, what is the, 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 the gun on like the cannon? tank? Yeah, the cannon. It's got a pumpkin on the end of it. Love it. Um, as she's coming out for her entrance, she has a match. She looks at the camera and she says, Halloween Havoc, October 28th. It's going to be a nightmare to never forget. Oh, oh, oh. She gets in the ring and she's going one-on-one against Zaya Lee. Zaya Lee comes down to the ring. She looks hey, at- Hey, where's Aaliyah? <laughs> <laughs> Zaya Lee looks at the camera and goes, I'm too spicy. It's hot and spicy. Something spicy. She says she's spicy. She's spicy. She's real spicy. Uh, Zaya Lee, Zaya Lee Curry? <laughs> that doesn't even, no. <laughs> Zaya, Zaya Lee, uh, Zaya Lee, Zaya, no, I don't, I can't think of, I'm not good at puns sometimes. Um, so, Zaya Lee versus why is my 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 notes corrected Zia Lee to Wisley and that's definitely not it <laughs> I love when autocorrect corrects a word to like another wrong like not word whenever you try to type crossface right. it says crossfire <laughs> so I'm like someone should have a wrestling move called the crossfire Zia Lee should have the crossfire uh Zia Lee versus Shotzi Blackheart right away Shotzi runs at her with a running drop kick then the sling dog then a pop up knee but Zia Fights back, hits knees of her own. She's doing all sorts of strikes. Um, and, but then Shotzi then shuts her down. Uh, Wade Barrett on commentary the past few weeks since joining NXT has always called Shotzi Blackheart the weirdo and says he doesn't, he doesn't fuck with no weirdos. He's like, nah, 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 I don't like those weirdos. But now he's changed his tune and he admits it. He's like, look, this girl's still a weirdo, 
she's great. She's one of my favorite characters, my favorite wrestlers to watch. She she brings it, and she like she she's a, a great person in the women's division that we have here. He's he's like fan fangirling over him. He's like, I know I said some weird things about her before, and I'm sorry. Uh, Zia Lee has Shotzi up top, going for some sort of superplex, but Shotzi shoves her off, and then jumps off the top rope with a senton to the look like her face. head. <laughs> Shotzi, the, the way this episode was going, I was just like, "Oh god, <laughs> another injury!" Oh no, it's like a pumpkin drop. Uh, Shotzi pins Zia Lee and howls at the moon. Gets on her tank and drives off into the sunset. And Zia Lee has been on this losing streak lately. She's been doing this whole like, oh, like down. She's down on her luck. And are you ready for it? The return of Boa. This guy just shows up, slips her a, a envelope with what it looked like Chinese on the envelope, yep. like like a giant envelope, like hey, in a nice suit. And she's kind of like, "What are you doing here?" And he's like, "Take take a look at this and get back to me." Essentially, is what I got out of this. He's like, "I have this new thing. It's called the Boa Brand." <laughs> <laughs> he doesn't. Uh, he just wears shoes with no socks, wears a suit. And hires people. I think I think it's happening. I think it's happening. I think we're getting Zia Leah. I think Boa is part of the Robert Bra- Robert Stone brand. What? You think he's I, part I don't, of it? I don't think this is a separate brand. I think this you think is, Robert Stone? I think he's Robert Stone's representative. <laughs> the East Coast connection. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. What? <laughs> yeah. That, I think we're getting it. I think we're getting Zia Leah. Oh, okay. Or what? we're doing Battle of the Brands and it's Zia Lee versus Aaliyah again. Um, also. Yeah. Chicken Mansori. Okay. Instead of chicken tandoori, chicken Mansori. Yeah, yeah. 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 But back to the match. <laughs> <laughs> uh, the match was like, it was, it was a short little match and it did what it needed to do. Shotzi is a star for me. Uh, she is hosting Halloween Havoc. I figured she'd be in a prominent like match as well, but hosting it is, is obviously fine. She'll be on the show it's, all night. It's something, Shotzi's very vocal, kind of coming to the ring and during her matches and we've seen the like, raise by my dad video. <laughs> Um, but we haven't really seen her have mic time at all. So I think being the host, uh, I'm quite looking forward to actually just seeing, because she's a larger than life character. I'm quite looking forward to see how she does in this host role. She's going to be Elvira. She's going to be, I'm going to get those vibes. Like maybe not, maybe she'll be dressed up as people, but she's, that's what Elvira would host things, right? So that's what she's aiming for, I, I, I think, but I'm stoked. But yeah, Boba Brand, Zia Lee. Why not? Why not? And then, um, Robert Stone buys out Boa Brand, and then Zia Leah can finally fucking happen. This is the slowest burn, but it's gonna lead to it. I have a feeling it is. We're getting Zia Leah. There's no way we're not. We never got that Gargano Champa Hell in a Cell match, but we're getting Zia Leah. Damn it! <laughs> 2020. By the end of 2020, we're getting Zia Leah, and 2020 will all be it all turn around if Zia Leah forms. They could solve the, all the world's problems. Uh, we go to the main event of the evening. Ember Moon, Rhea Ripley versus Dakota Kai and Raquel Gonzalez. Now, earlier, Ember Moon just appeared in the ring. Yeah. Even though she mentioned she got her on her bike. Would have been real cool if she drove it in. Just saying. Because she's a cosplayer. She can't ride a bike. Well, it's funny you say she's a cosplayer because she has an entrance here. And in her entrance, hey, new music. It starts off with the original version of her song, Ember, Ember, and the flames, and the thing. But then it turns into a completely like different song. Yeah, it's one of those things I think really sucks. They're not using CFOs anymore. 
and therefore they're just slowly getting rid of all their music and everything that's replaced is just so generic. This sounds like I'm going to have to wait till like the kind of YouTube version comes out so you can actually listen to it. It sounds like someone's trying to imitate the original. Like the chord progression is pretty much the same. There's lyrics on it. It's her original one was instantly catchy. And I think that's something a lot of CFO's music is. You hear it once and it's kind of recognizable when you, it's catchy. This didn't get it for me. Um, as you said, she's got all these green lights, but she's coming out. It, Give me the green it light. Never, it, it just doesn't fit. None of this seems to fit her. It just seems like stuff thrown on. And I wasn't getting this big return back to NXT, 14 months off TV vibe from her. No, because the first thing she did was smile in the middle of the ring before laughing during a promo and wasn't very good. But then her entrance here... You mentioned she's a cosplayer. She totally is doing a Mad Max vibe. She's even got like one of these masks on that she like comes out on. Mm. Her entrance looks cool. She looks great. I I love this girl. I think she could be a star here, but it just tonight is not working for me. And again, this is our main event. I was still under the impression we were getting Finn Balor. Right. I was waiting until the very end and I was like, shit, it's it's uh it's almost 10. Where's yeah. Finn Balor? Oh, wait. we That was the prime target. Oh, okay. So this is... Okay. So Ember Moon and Rhea Ripley, Dakota Kai and Raquel Gonzalez. Um, Ember early on with a senton. We have Raquel who catches Ember going for a powerbomb, but she gets out of it and hits a boot to Raquel's face. Ember is just doing a series of forearms and then a suicide dive to the outside, lands on her feet. She's on fire here. Um, but then there's, uh, like Rhea Ripley who goes after Gonzalez with the tope off the apron. Uh, Ripley gets booted off the apron and then they go to commercial break. During picture in picture, it's Raquel who's just beating down on her and picks up, it's Gonzalez who gets Ripley in a gory special submission. When we come back from PNP, it's, she still has this move on, but she's like bending Ripley even more so, like, in the neck area. It was actually, it looked really cool. This, I always love a good gory special, gory bomb, but looked great here. She was really wrenching her. Yeah. Look great. Yeah. She can, she should definitely and Rhea add Ripley's this like big as well. Huge. So for her to lock this move in was very impressive. She was bending her. Yeah. Um, we have, uh, Ripley, who's now in with Kai, who's trying to pick the bones after Raquel is beating her down. But Ripley face plants Kai, tags an Ember, who comes in and throws Kai into Gonzalez. Um, Ember hits a flatliner, and I swear we saw three flatliner in diff- three different variations. I think I went on a tangent about flatliners just last week, yeah. but <laughs> you pointed this out to me. I saw three different flatliner variations tonight in all different matches, and every single time, Wade Barrett called it a Uranagi. <laughs> yeah, there, there were three very different looking moves. There was something, there was, one was like a drop toe hold into the turnbuckle. <laughs> it, no, not, it was a, Kushida hit a flatliner oh, okay. into a complete every shot. every time yeah. was an Uranagi. It's like anything involving a knee is a meteora to Michael Cole. <laughs> Michael Cole just used to say DDT. <laughs> yeah. He used to just say anything, but yeah. Uh, like, it's just weird. I understand a flatliner is like the opposite way of doing a Uranagi, but like, Three times he called it, and just saying. Um, there's then um, Gonzalez who picks up Ember on her shoulders. In comes Kai who boots her off the shoulders, which then Gonzalez power slams her, but it's only a two count. Ripley's in and hits another face buster on Kai. Kai hits the chiropractor. Ember, though, catches Kai in midair for like a powerbomb, almost loses her, but ends up hitting the move. 
Um, and then yeah, this is actually quite scary. Yeah, uh, yeah, very. Um, Ripley and Gonzalez at one point just fly onto the commentary table. This looked bad. So you've got Gonzalez. Was it Rhea with Gonzalez on her shoulders? And Dakota Kai kicked Rhea in the face. So she stumbles back and the two just fall on the table. Looked like both could have quite easily got back. But this was the move that took them both out of the match. Yeah, it was weird. So both of them are at the rings, uh, sorry, commentary table. And then we are getting the move we all wanted to see. And that is the total eclipse of her heart. The eclipse from Ember Moon. And like I said, hey, this move's bad. I don't know how you could do this move for how many years more, but this move is nasty. Oh, and Dakota Kai, so th- this might have been the best eclipse she's done. Um, Look nuts. Because Dakota Kai like sold this brilliantly. The the kind of leap she did beforehand, it, I don't know, it looks slightly different to how I remember her doing it. But look, I think great. it's just been way too long. You haven't seen it, it in a long time. It looks fantastic. Yeah, it looked great. Uh, the move always looks good. Um, and Ember Moon pins Dakota Kai. Ember Moon standing tall with Rhea Ripley as NXT goes off the air. Look, this wasn't a bad match. I just kind of felt like we needed something a little a little bit hotter to kind of end the show especially with what we, we were coming off a super hot show on sunday you could have just had something it's just there wasn't it didn't hit that it didn't I hit agree. for me beginning like this top of the hour match or even as an opening match fine but i think i think they failed ember moon here uh because this wasn't a hot return for me at all um the match was good. There was nothing wrong with the match. Absolutely fine. Just not main event caliber. You're not doing anything. Like, I, I'm still kind of after the match waiting for Ember to just attack Rhea or do something. Show some kind of edge. She didn't. The The match yeah. was fine. Uh, it feels Dakota Kai and Raquel Gonzalez are just slipping further and further back after they were pretty hot just a, a month or so ago. Um this ma- this sorry this episode was just bad look it was a bad we, episode we we mentioned off the, earlier on uh, kushida and champa banger of a match would actually highly recommend you going and watching kushida Absolutely. versus champa the rest of the episode yeah uh not really for me uh we're 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 being negative nancy's today but we're we're being fair and we're always hey, honest I, but and we've been pretty high on nxt in recent weeks we we say it how we see it, and this week wasn't a good episode. I, I have faith in uh, leaning towards, like, Halloween Havoc. You can now set up to that, like, create matches. Like, I think Loomis and Grimes is probably happening in some sort of maybe gimmick match. Halloween ha- Does it spin the wheel? Yeah. Spin the wheel? They've got to do spin the wheel, make the deal <laughs> yeah. for one of them. Barbed wire match. Cameron Grimes and <laughs> Dexter Loomis. Uh, a casket match or something. You know what I mean? Um, yeah, I mean, you, you'll have Priest. Oh, Bronson Reed loves his horror as well, doesn't he? There you go. So probably Priest, Bronson Reed yes. there. Yeah. Um, that would be cool. And then... Ember prob- EO. Probably some kind of... Uh, either like a number one contenders match... Or you go straight to whoever's challenging EO. Kushida Champa rematch, Halloween Havoc, book it. I want that. Yeah. Just just sure. just do matches as well. Like treat it like it's like a loaded show and in the YouTube room someone was asking if we think they're gonna do the uh normally at the Halloween house shows they have a battle royal where everyone Costumes. dresses up. NXT used to I do could, that, yeah. That's yeah, that's what I'm saying. I could see them do something like that. Uh I'm excited for this episode though. I think it will be what's it, two weeks away? 
Uh, well, that's October twenty eighth, and yeah. we're on. The, we just yeah. had the seventh, so yeah. So, three so yeah, still, still time to kind of build to that. They could add a few hot matches to that card, right? Yeah. Like, so be interesting to see if how AEW if they even care at this point whether they're going to kind of try and counter book. AEW has the title match or something on the. S- that's that's on the fourteenth. Okay, I think, I think that's next week. The the Archer. Okay. Moxley match. Yeah. Look. Uh, I, Takeover 31 was really hot. I really loved Kyle and, and Finn. And of course they got injured and we had the prime target, but I kind of wish we got a little bit more of like a, a direction. And it's super unfortunate with the Ridge Holland injury. Uh, hope he's okay, at, but wow. At, at least as far as kind of the storyline goes, at least it's the mystery of who paid him. So even though Ridge is out, it, it's not like whatever you were doing, you were probably building to Ridge versus Adam Cole on TV. And then Adam Cole versus whoever it was okay. down the line. So, so you can still at least continue that story. Just so unfortunate that uh, obviously this guy is getting a, a bit of a push um, and the injury kind of taking him out for what's probably going to be quite a while. I want to know who paid Ridge Holland to take out Adam Cole. Who paid Oni Lorcan to take out Ridge Holland? Oh, boy. Oh, there you go. Oh That's where you go with the storyline. It's getting layers and yeah. all sorts. No, I hope the guy's okay. Um, he was technically part of that title match. I mean, he was at the ending of it. Therefore, you attach yourself to the curse. The NXT title curse. Yeah. You get injured maybe, when you get the maybe. title, I guess. Uh, I don't know. Uh, yeah. Uh, so-so episode of NXT. That's what we thought. But every Wednesday night, forum.postwrestling.com forum on post wrestling uh we read your feedback and we'll see what you guys thought i'm gonna go first with paul from new jersey hey guys split time between nxt and the yankees shitting the bed i'm with management keep the mic away from ember moon glad eo got to talk though drake maverick is the best thing that ever happened to dane maverick can get anything over gargano confused to be continues to be hilarious and i'm really glad indy hartwell is getting a storyline i mean she bought the man on television Australian ladies have hearts of gold. This week's Kona fact, Kona should could absolutely hit a fastball better than shithead Gary Sanchez. I apologize for my outburst. Never forget, you're the superior brand. Thank you, Paul. <laughs> we go to crooked letter number nine. The fallout from TakeOver 31 was a solid outing. Kushida and Champa had a good match that undercut that was undercut by Velveteen Dream. I don't want to see this feud continue so soon after how strong... I don't want to see this feud continue, is what he's saying. Mm. Uh, I held my breath, see what I did there, for Finn Balor's status coming out of that war with Kyle O'Reilly. The NXT title seems to be staying put. Indy Hartwell getting on Johnny and Candice's radar is intriguing. The Tony Storm vignette is a better reintroduction than that got her natural charisma across so well. Shotzi Blackheart got the hype train for Halloween Havoc rolling, and Emma Moon didn't lose a step in the main event. Seven eclipses out of ten. Yes, we we got to say for like all the criticism we gave to Ember Moon, you wouldn't notice she hasn't been doing this for fourteen months. She looked great in the ring. Yeah, that's true. Again, I feel like I've been super negative on this episode, but her wrestling was fine. Like when I said she was on fire earlier, she's hitting all these types of crazy moves, and the eclipse is awesome. Yeah, it's an it's an awesome awesome move. We go to Charbel. The Chosen One! You almost missed your cue there. He's going to be really upset. Uh, Especially because there were Star Wars references on this show. Uh, He says, Man, Ember Moon comes back. She starts wearing pants and boom, suddenly she's an amazing promo skills. Should I stop reading Charbel's Uh feedback? Uh, Charbel's clearly uh, uh, 
I'm going to continue. I want to and need more Drake in my life. Fuck Dane. The theme song was lit. Was it one of your beats, Bray D? <laughs> now you're, I don't know if you're being a, if you're being a dick now. <laughs> he says, can't wait for Tony. Fun BD facts. Bray D once dated a girl who looked just like Tony Storm. Well, that's what he says because I don't think Davey's on the same page. No, you said she looked like Matt Riddle. She looked like Matt Riddle. Yeah. It was, it was hardly dating. It was, it was when you could go out, it was, when you could go into the world. Hey, Davey, have you heard of a place called Estonia? <laughs> like, yeah, it's, it's a country brain. What? It's a real thing? I didn't believe yeah. it. I thought she was lying. Tony Storm's from Estonia. Do you mean Matt Riddle? <laughs> she was wearing a backwards hat. It was dark. <laughs> um, please, t- oh, Charbel continues. Please sub to the Patreon for some more lit fire BDE garden stuff. Question, who... Who's who in the BDE if you would be the Garganos? Well, I want the pink uh, shirt. And you're more of a Johnny. I think, yeah, I think I'm a Johnny. Yeah. I don't know if you're a Candice, but... I'm definitely not a Candice, but... You're Podme. Yeah. You'd be Luke. (laughs) Yeah. Oh, for sure. Yeah, unfortunately. Um, We go to Mike Hogan. All right, mates. Sad to say, I didn't really like tonight's episode. Nobody on this show after the first match, which was great, felt big. The one new guy they were pushing hard just injured himself will be out for who knows how long. That Ember promo was awful and I wasn't excited for the main. I feel I couldn't get invested tonight as the roster might look completely different next Wednesday and I expect big changes in the women's division. It's like nobody in the mid card feels like a big deal and as we move towards Survivor Series it's noticeable how different the show feels compared to last year. Gone is the excitement and novelty of a two-hour show and seeing guys like UE and Gargano on USA. And instead, it feels like, if they are used, NXT is going to be the geeks this year rather than on top and cool. I don't disagree. Hey, Roddy beat Shinsuke and AJ Styles in a triple threat match. Don't ever fucking forget it. (laughs) Hope the draft freshens things up and we get some cool moves. Would have liked to see the Garganos move up. Unlikely now. And from the main roster, I'd love to see AJ Styles come down as he's not up to much. Who would you both like to see go from the main roster to do a bala and come to NXT? Shinsuke Nakamura. Yeah, unfortunately, he's tag champ at the moment, so I can't see that. Like, I'd say the same about Cesaro. Cesaro. But... Oh, wait, that's his partner. Yeah. Like, both they, of them. Both of Fuck yeah. it. They're tag champions. Let's go. They can just bring him to NXT. Uh, Ricochet. Um, AJ's not, definitely not going to go. Um, I don't know. I want more people... like. The reason I was interested in Ember Moon is because it gives her a chance to kind of re... Obviously, they didn't go that route, but yeah. it gave her a chance to re... Look at what Finn Balor literally is the, the blueprint now that he he thought he was lame and he was a total afterthought for like two years. So he came here and instantly became a hot product again. So it's like, that's what I want. I mean, Ricochet is someone whose style really suits NXT, desperately needs to improve in the promo department like desperately yeah exactly so bad on monday and yeah freshen up his character a bit i'm trying to think other people he's really the one that springs to mind um i would have said someone like mustafa ali but they seem to be going with him right now on raw which is awesome uh really hope it works for him because he's someone who's super talented like they I mean, then you've got your people like a Drew Gulak who Chad Gable, yeah, but no one's at the level of Daniel Bryan. Oh, Daniel Bryan, I totally love to see in NXT. Seth Rollins. I feel Daniel Bryan is someone who'd love to work in NXT as well, probably. Um, so I'd I'd be down for that. But 
Yeah, Ricochet's the only one that really screams out to me. Uh, Samoa Joe, and he's like, Finn, I fought you before, I'll fight you again. I don't know. We don't know what his situation is right now. No. Like, we, he seems kind of retired. Yeah. Hopefully not. Um, but yeah. Uh, let's, let's go to our last bit of feedback here. Mystery. Overall, a forgettable episode of NXT. Ember and Rhea cut some pretty abysmal promos. I'm not sure what Ember's character is, question mark. EO's backstage promo was short and to the point and did more to get her over than Ember and Rhea both tonight. She was the only winner in that segment. It, it also places her firmly in a tweener role. She's basically the Switzerland of champions right now, remaining completely neutral unless you piss her off. Drake and, and Dane as a team, I'm sold. Velveteen Dream fucking sucks, and I was hoping he would be gone forever after TakeOver. Indy and Candice as a tag team? Question mark. And main event was decent. At least Ember hasn't lost too much, it seems. Shame's, shame she feels like she has about as much edge as a cylinder right now. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I, I, I concur. I concur. Well, that's what you thought about NXT and that's what we thought about NXT we'll be back next week to talk more about some NXT um, reminder we have a bunch of other podcasts we started our Batman reviews that's for free on this very feed I had a friend message me today going hey you reviewed Batman that's weird and I went yeah because I fucking felt like it uh, we also have our Patreon patreon.com slash up next and we mentioned where we have the Evil Dead 1981 review our halloween havoc 1993 review we just did a was next last week we do so many shows including up next well we will be talking about chris jericho and the 30 years of jericho we'll be talking about tomorrow uh as well as maybe more about the fly on joe uh, sorry not joe biden on mike pence mike dense the, the fly in his pink eye uh so patreon.com slash up next and pro slash up next they have sales like all the time so if you're looking to support us and you want a t-shirt looking fresh that's where you can find one and uh yeah facebook page facebook group and twitter at up next podcast and i myself brayden harrington you can find me on twitter and on instagram i am at the bray d and i am at davy portman Take care of yourselves. Be safe. Wash your hands. This episode wasn't so good, so I'm just going to leave it with... Uh, I drove for miles and miles and miles and miles and miles and miles. Oh, boy. <laughs> oh, boy. <laughs> <laughs>
or pie made with fresh cosmic crisp apples. There are many dishes we look forward to sharing during the holidays, and Kroger has all the fresh ingredients you need to turn today's holidays into tomorrow's memories. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Get more ways to save at the buy five or more, save $1 each sale. Just buy five or more participating items and save a dollar each with card. Kroger, fresh for everyone.